Hey y'all, this is Mackenzie from Kenzie's Bible Study Podcast. I'm just um, prefacing this episode with the fact that our conversation with Ben Lasota was so amazing. It was so much, had so much good content and whatnot that we ended up going for like an hour and a half. And so just because I want to be respectful of your time and really enough time to digest the content and think through it, I'm going to split this episode in half and we're going to post the other half of this uh, in a week. So be on the lookout for that second half. It's so good. So without further ado, here is the first half of my conversation with Bailey and Ben Lasoda. Welcome everybody to Kenzie's Bible Study Podcast. This is Mackenzie, the girl behind the post-it notes. And over to my left, Bailey Miller. What's up? Uh, co-host slash <laughs> recurring <laughs> guest. We're not sure what she is, but she's I do it all. always here. <laughs> I am always here. And you may know him for the size of his beard. You may know him as youth and kids pastor over at Praise. You might know him as the number one fan of the Kenzie's Bible Study Podcast. Heck it's yeah. Ben Lasota. You may not know me at all. <laughs> Those are just the most defining features, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Ben. Oh, How are you? It's good to be here. It's good to be here. Good. Hey, well, tell, so tell us a little bit about who you are um, and uh, have you always been a pastor? Have you always been in church world? Just give us kind of a brief overview of who you are, how you got into all of this. Okay, well... Um, most of the time when you ask people who they are, mm-hmm. they start talking about what they do. But uh, I'm going to share with you every day, um, I say these six things to myself. Um, I call them my I am's. Okay? Mm. And I'll just, share, I'll just share what I say because this, this, um, this is who I'm trying to be. Mm. Um, so uh, I, I'll, I'll say the I am's and then I'll give you the, the why behind it. But... Um, so every morning I say, I am faithful to mm-hmm. my wife, for marriage is a picture of Christ's love for his church. Mm-hmm. I am a daily student of the scriptures, for the Bible is the roadmap to God's heart and my identity. I am a disciple maker, for Jesus' plans to save the world was by making disciples, which we might talk about more here. Um, I am respectful to my body and my mental health. For the, the greater my health, the greater my capacity to follow the call. I am honoring of my Sabbath. For when I rest, I sharpen my weapons. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see, I, I said five. I, I got one more in there. What am I missing? I am... Uh, man, I say these... I said them out of order, so I don't... Uh, <laughs> um, I, did I say six? Maybe I did say six. Yeah, I think you did. Okay. That's okay. Somebody's over here. No, that's amazing. Somebody's over here right now just like making a poster for Etsy and they're going to sell that. Hopefully they (laughs) give you credit. (laughs) Then that's amazing. Thank you. Um, Where did that come from? When did that start? So my wife, um, we we, uh, we were foster parents um, and we had a one and a two-year-old. And my wife started saying, um, you know... They were with us for a long time, so about mm-hmm. halfway through, my wife said, I'm going to make it a part of the, the evening routine that we're going to s- start affirming each other. Mm. Um, and so she would call them the I am's where she would, they would repeat after her. One and a two-year-old repeating this, she'd say, yeah. I am strong, 
I am smart, I am brave, I am capable, which is the cutest thing to ever hear a one-year-old say mm. the word capable. I heard her say it, and it was so cute. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am uh, loved, and I am a child of God. And, and I took those, and I just thought, wh- how can I make it more specific to... Because those are real general, you mm-hmm. know. I thought, how can I make this more specific to, you know, who I want to be? And um, and so I made them real, real specific. And, and you might actually, you know, some people might actually think when I say I am respectful of my um, of my body and my mental health, mm-hmm. some people might say, well, you're over 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a disconnect there. And I, and I say that's true when I... When I created these, I was gaining weight, um, and I and I've been saying these every every day for for over a year now. Um, but uh, since December, um, I'm I'm down 12 pounds according to my my doctor's awesome. office visits, and it's because just because you start saying something doesn't mean that it's true. But mm-hmm. as you speak it, mm-hmm. you begin to mold into what you say you are, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's yeah. a slow pro. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, so these things I'm, I'm, I, last year, um, 2019, no, let's go 2018. Mm -hmm. I honestly probably read my Bible, like maybe average of twice a week. Mm -hmm. Um, last year, 2019, when I started saying these things and I, and I can look at my Bible app, so I know the statistics, um, it was six times a week. Is wow. what I average, yeah. and then um, and then this year I've already got a streak that's well into starting from last year. Mm-hmm. So just so again, cool. it's just speaking, speaking as if like who do I want to be? Mm-hmm. And so when I say that to myself, I'm reminding myself this is this is who I am. This mm-hmm. is this is who God has created me yeah. to be. You know. Gosh, I love those work like because I know that sometimes when I've tried to do like mantras or like things in the morning that sometimes if I say them so often I kind of forget like the weight and the gravity of that do you have any like suggestion for like keeping those things fresh like Mm -hmm. is it rephrasing it is it like Mm -hmm. oh if this is like not if this isn't um you know making a big impact on me anymore like should you change that or is mm. like there's something you do? Mm. That's a good question. Um, you know, I mine do the the wordings change very slightly, just I feel like I'm just perfecting it more and more mm-hmm. as I yeah. really peel back the why behind it. Um I used to say, um God, this might have been the one that I didn't touch on actually. I'd say I am inviting to the Holy Spirit. That's it, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, both in prayer and in lifestyle. Mm. And I used to say the why was because um uh uh I, I would say well now now I say because my impact is temporal mm. but his impact is eternal. That's yeah. good. Um so okay, with my wife I would say um I'm faithful to my wife, um and the reason being is because uh, all of hell trembles at what God has put together. Mm-hmm. But then I had to peel that back more. Well, why does hell tremble yeah, at what good. God has put together? Well, it's because marriage is really a picture of Christ's love for the church. Yeah. So I'm always like, yeah. the the words are changing as I yeah. really get down to the root of the why. Yeah. You know, um, 
that kind of helps keep it fresh for me yeah because I think like the mantras that I think typically get said is like what you said that you did with your foster kids it's like Mm -hmm. I'm brave I am smart Mm -hmm. and you know you say that and you're like yeah like I know that but I think that is so good that you really um you kind of you kind of nailed on some really important whys and Mm -hmm. um made that impactful for you so that every time you say it it mm-hmm. it would ring true and it would um it would invite that in. I think yeah. that's that's really cool. It feels it feels like it's uh you know alive in a sense because it's st- they're still forming you know yeah. and I've been yeah. saying them over a year, but what I said like six months ago looks a little bit differently. That's good. Mm-hmm. Than yeah. what I say today, you yeah. know. And there is beauty and discipline too that even when it feels mundane to mm-hmm. be faithful, like you said, to you know. Say it. To say it, even when you don't feel it, even when you're like, ooh, this is, I don't know if this is really it or whatever. Because I think that's where the enemy's going to try to come in and say, hey, like, this isn't that good for you this is just and your whatever. Routine it's that just, you do. It's, it's getting boring, <laughs> you know? whatever. But I would say, like, I heard Jen do those I am statements with one of the kids. Gosh, I don't know how long ago it was yeah, now. Yeah. And over a year ago, for sure. And um, that was so inspiring for me that I then started to use that. I made a list of them for my kids at work yeah. for them to say. Now, they no longer say it at work right now because there's some really difficult ones. Sure, who are yeah. Basically like fifth grade frat boys. But <laughs> I got to find something else for them right now. But um, And the kids at first would just be like, oh, I hate doing this. And they would complain about it. Mm-hmm. And by the end, they were like asking to do it. I had a kindergarten kindergartner last year who wasn't doing that with me he was just in the room Mm -hmm. and he was like I want to do that Mm -hmm. and so he started doing that it was so oh gosh a five-year-old doing it was the cutest thing ever um but them just speaking it and I would just say no like you need to say this and so now what I have is I have like those that same list and they get to choose one I am statement for the day that they take with them um to just keep thinking on for the day um and then it's also transferred into um my own bible study and whatnot because I um, and now I go through the Bible cover cover. Yeah. Um, and I have started writing um, in a one of my seven thousand journals. Um, I am statements that I learned from each chapter. And so, but it was more. I needed that backing, kind of like you were saying before, of. Um, God is something, and therefore, then I am this. This is why I am this. It's yes. um, been so, cool to watch you do because I've seen this journal. And it's I mean, fun. It's, so it's cool. really fun. So, and then what I need to be better at is then going because I love doing the art part of it. It's like kind of a meditation for me. Yeah. But then going back through it and saying those things out loud because there is power in saying it out loud. Yeah. Yes, there really, really is. Yeah. So. Gosh, Ben, I love I well, love that. So, I, I really, so. it's, it's neat to hear that you've you've taken it and, and created it in your own way that works for mm, you too. Yeah. I mean, it's not a one size fits all. No. Um, but you can you know how can you twist it to make it benefit, remind you who you are, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with even starting with the simple. Um, I am strong. I am brave. I'm smart. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a 16 year old girl who lived with us for a little while and. Um, she had some mental health issues, so she, the state of Oregon wouldn't allow her to live with us long term. Mm-hmm. But we had her for, for um, a short amount of time, and uh, I remember when um, she was, my wife was taking her back to uh, child welfare, and she was going to go to a different place. I, 
um, she had heard us go over this I am's with the, the younger kids. Mm. And I went up to her um, and she wasn't, she didn't say them to herself because I, I don't think she believed it about herself. For sure. And I went up to her, she was sitting in the car, passenger seat, and I, and I knelt down. I got eye level with her mm-hmm. and I said, I said her name um, and I said, you are, you are strong. You are brave. And I started running mm. down, you know, and I watched her, her eyes begin to, to well up with tears because maybe even for the first time, and I, and I know her, her story is just really tragic. Um, not going to go into it because it's her story to tell, but um, may have been the first time that she was ever affirmed in her life, yeah. you know. And so I'm cool with, with just whatever, um, even even just starting with the basics and then like expanding it from there. But mm-hmm. you know, so awesome. when when we're when we're when God says that He was that we're created in His image, mm-hmm. that puts value on us that's way further than what mm-hmm. we could measure. Oh so, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, it's been kind of fun. Ben, you and I have kind of known each other almost ten years or so. Almost. Yeah, yeah, nine years. Uh, nine, ten years. When you, when did you and Jen start dating? Um, February, 2012. Okay. Yeah. So Jen and I, a little backstory and Bailey, I don't know if you know all of this, but, um, Jen lived in this room right here with our house mom with 17 other humans as well, um, in the Harriet house when we were in college. And, um, and then I got to be so blessed to watch Ben kind of jump into the mix. One of the first, one of the OG boyfriends OG club right Harriet here. house boyfriends. <laughs> We have like a boyfriends <laughs> club right now. We there's one member in it, but <laughs> last year there was you gotta a lot. Got to be more. a special dude. <laughs> yeah, but um, but I got to see Ben come through that, and um, was it you or Jen or both of you that had committed to not dating at yeah, that time? It was it was uh, well, Jen did in in her own way, but um, when she felt like she was at a right place spiritually, but I had made um like a commitment as far as like doesn't matter where I'm at. If I feel I'm ready, I'm giving you a year. Uh, or I, I think I think it started out with six months. Mm-hmm. And then after six months, I was like, I'm ready to hit the market. Yeah. And then the Lord's like, can you give me another six months? Mm. And I was like, you're cramping my style, Lord. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then um, I took another six months. And then after that was over... Um, God said, uh, we, are you willing to give me a year? So it ended up being, uh, two years of singleness and, and I, I needed that. I mean, I, it, it felt like, like a, like a spiritual and a purity cleanse. Mm. I mean, just, Mm, I needed to like reset myself, Mm -hmm. you know? And And you and Jen started hanging out during that time, but not dating. And, and became real close friends Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, we just never... Um, I mean, I, so Jen is not who she, even when she was living in this house, she's mm-hmm. not, she was not who she was in high school, but sure. I knew her back in high school. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that, um, some of her, uh, she liked the attention from, from boys. I mm-hmm. think a lot of, a lot of people struggle. Yeah. With that. Oh, preach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I did, I, I wanted to really like just take my time and, and mm-hmm. it was convenient because I was like. I mean, I, I'm not going to be dating for a while anyway, mm-hmm. so um, we just we just hung out, but I didn't give her... I mean, she, she's she got so many stories of where 
she dresses up for me real nice mm-hmm. and I don't say any compliment to her. You know? <laughs> I don't say nothing. I, I don't say anything. <laughs> like, hang over sweatpants forever. Who cares? And also like <laughs> dating within the con like not even dating, but in that kind of friendship then courting and dating and all that happening within uh, a living community like the Harriet House yeah. is is oh, like being on display, it's truly. Very exposing. And for so sure. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you don't miss those days. <laughs> I actually I, I I appreciated those days honestly mm-hmm. like um those were fun fun uh I mean I guess that was almost uh I think that was like a 10 or 11th month month period of time like it was almost yeah. a year yeah that, that I was hanging around here quite a bit but mm-hmm. yeah that was it was fun wild it was fun. wild it's kind of fun to see like all the shifts that have happened um with you and with Jen and our church and yeah. you guys being here and then you guys were sent for a yeah. while and come back and just honestly like more on fire than ever when you guys came back and shifting roles and yeah. taking in, a, in like a real heart for the foster care system yeah. and kids and um I would honestly say almost just looking at how the role I really believe this about jobs and roles and everything that kind of it shapes it shapes itself around your skill set and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so you're not just the kids pastor, you know, you're not just these things. But actually, if you were to look at a lot of what you end up doing here at Praise is generations. You really are from mm-hmm. from yeah. like birth through at least through high school. And yeah. you've also connected in other ways. Yeah. Multigenerationally, even past that. Yeah. Which is incredible to see. Have you seen that, like, kind of just falling to place, or was that something intentional? Well, no, it, it, it goes a lot of, uh, it's, <clears throat> when your leadership um, gives you the ability and the, the freedom to just be yourself, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not just, like, restrained just to, like, younger people and and I love that about my leadership that they that they just allow me to you know wherever wherever God takes me you know mm-hmm. whoever I'm placed in whoever's life um so yeah I think it just points back to the leadership just being secure honestly yeah. you know That's I good. mean it takes a lot for them to be like you're okay if you cross over you know mm-hmm. um, totally so, yeah I love that and I think you having that vision leadership having that vision creates this more seamless transition as we like raise kids and as we foster family and mm-hmm. um, community that it's such a natural transition to go from um, being in the littles room to the bigger kids room to the youth group That's right, yeah. and so on. What are some things that you've done maybe intentionally or it just going to happen that, that have bridged those connections more over the last year or two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I go to conferences with uh, youth pastors and kids pastors, and this is a common question, like, um, how can I kind of get a head start with, with the kids that um, transition into youth? Mm-hmm. And I did this on accident. Um, I started with, with the kids ministry, and um, before there even was a, there was a period of time when there yeah. was no youth ministry oh, yeah. here at Praise. And um, I, I just... I just was able to build with the younger, the the kids uh, in the kids ministry, and then as they transitioned to youth, I already had relationship with them. So it was mm. like, 
didn't skip a beat. And so I tell the youth pastors and uh, kid, volunteer in the kids' ministry. Mm. I mean, even if you're in the classroom once a month, I mean, it just makes a huge difference. Because mm-hmm. then the kids just learn to trust you. And yeah. But really, like, okay, if, if the listener is not um, <clears throat> a kids' pastor or a youth pastor or whatever, um, I would just say be intentional about putting yourself where where kids are at or whoever mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. that the demographic that you want to minister to or look at look at where they are before they get into the demographic yeah. you want to minister to and, mm-hmm. and see if you can get into that space so that by the time they are in the sweet spot you've already built relationship with them you know mm-hmm. oh yeah that's so good that's so good I feel like too that you're starting to because you kind of naturally went from kids and youth, and now I see you kind of branching out the other direction too. We just had about a week ago a combined young adult and youth group yeah. night, which it works out well because they're on the same night. Yes. Yeah. Um, what do you feel like you learned from that, or um, felt like was like the gold that came from that? Oh, it was an honor to be a part of that. Um, that they would just allow us to share that space with them. Mm. I was I was scared because, um, yeah, I didn't I didn't go to a to a college ministry um, group or whatever. There wasn't really that around in in where I came from. But uh, I don't know. I just imagined that 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 would be a space that you would want to kind of hang on to and be like, well, if if high schoolers are or middle schoolers are coming in, they're cramping our, our space here, right, you know? Right, right, right. So, but they, I mean, they didn't, I didn't get that vibe from them. So mm-hmm. I really just, uh, it really just, I appreciated them. And, and, and that goes for their leadership too. I mean, they invited us to be a part of that. That's amazing. So, yeah, I was really... It was really timely, too, because you had just that previous Sunday preached on generations, God's plan. And in regards to that, we're in a series on that. Um, You got to preach that message a few times, right? Yeah, I preached it uh, uh, three, four times. Four times? (laughs) I didn't realize that. Yes, yes. Four times? Yeah. Wow. All four different places. All the Jenga. Yeah. Yes. That was amazing, though, because what I really loved about that message um, was coming from a younger person, you and I are both in the millennial mm-hmm. generation, yep. um, that um, you made this plea. I think that was probably the biggest um, like heart you know, pull in that message um, was making a plea to older generations like, hey, don't retire on us. Um, and, yeah. and the yeah. thing that was amazing about that is it's not that just that you were begging for that and you were asking for that, but you are living that out for the ones coming behind you. And so you're not expecting anybody to do anything you're not already doing for yourself and for the kids who are coming behind Mm -hmm. you. Um, And that was incredible. Um, What was it like preaching that message to the different demographics? Yeah. So, so I preached that message at the McMinnville campus and it was received so well because um, the McMinnville campus has a a seniors group, elders group. Mm -hmm. And I had asked to, to speak to their group multiple times in the past and so they 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 know me and I've built relationship with them Mm it kind of goes back to like I put myself in a place where I'd already built yes so so I was not I I was they they listened to me more than uh more than they would listen to maybe just uh you know someone that they just don't know right um 
you know, that's that saying that <clears throat> it's overused, but people don't care what you what you have to say unless they know how much you care. It's so true yeah. though. That's there's yeah. a reason it's a cliche. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's so. so good. That's fun. And I know each of those times that you preached it were like different formats too. Mm-hmm. Like whereas like the young adult and youth group mix combined um is more of a like discussion format. You're kind of honed in a little bit um chiller like circle round table discussion almost and yeah. which is which is really fun because you get to interact whereas preaching from from the stage on a sunday you don't get to interact with people and hear what they have to say right yeah afterwards which is i think kind of i like doing that sometimes uh with the young adult group which mm-hmm. i just think it's awesome and after i wasn't there for all of it i was helping clean up a little bit from because they served dinner too but um got to hear part of it and I loved just hearing like them worship together. Oh man! And I yeah. I remember I told Morgan later. I'm like, hey, wouldn't it be so cool? Just even once a month, we could just do worship together and then split oh, our yes, ways please. and whatnot. Oh, oh it'd be so amazing! Oh, what a great idea! I, I mean, I'm pulling it up right now. Think, yeah, <laughs> think about can't that. reject it now. <laughs> oh, it's on air. <laughs> I think Bailey's committing to it too. Oh, I'm already, I'm already there. I love it. I love it. So I fun. And and making sure we have like words on the screen and stuff. But, yeah. but I think I it's important mind. when you are in leadership or like for myself with um, our young adults group, you know, me being there and singing, I think it's so important to be intentional about inviting the younger generations to mm. be a part of that so they don't feel like that's not their space. Or that they couldn't yeah. do that, or they couldn't become that, and that mm-hmm. that's an important message that's to really get across. That hey, like this isn't just like oh, I'm I'm 21 years old, like so I get to do this. Like no, you have every right to do this, just like I have the right to do this, and you could mm-hmm. be in my spot. You can take my spot. Like that's mm-hmm. for you yeah. to have yeah. and to be a part of. Um, and I I would love to have mm-hmm. that in our group. I think that that's important for mm-hmm. both and both of us and we all learn from each other and just such incredible that's such a good point too that you are but you just being in spaces and that proximity like ben was saying is that's starting to build a relationship so that when youth students are coming on a sunday they're like oh i know bailey Mm -hmm. like i've sang with her Mm -hmm. yeah and and you start to feel a more personal connection and then you recognize them and whatnot and that that makes a difference and exactly that god has convicted me a lot about this especially in moments where he's where i felt like so unqualified to speak on a sunday or or whatnot um and i've shared this before but um, so powerful. It's an anchor point for me now um, that God has told me when I saw one of the youth students actually out in the yard right before I was preaching, mm-hmm. um, God saying like, you, you're standing on that stage so that she knows it's possible. Absolutely. I remember Absolutely. that. And I've just so been cool. wrecked by that Absolutely. ever since. Like yeah. that she just, that I could hold the space. It has nothing to do with what I was going to say there, but the fact that I hold the space yeah. and same for you and same for you, Ben, that, that just, we have the, we hold these spaces and it's our job to make sure people know that it's possible for them to yes. hold that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and to create their own, that they're not going to necessarily be just yeah. like me or whatever. Yeah. You're going to be you, but it, it's yeah. okay that it might be, um, like I was saying this morning, it could be, we have the same calling and that's yeah. amazing. And not to assume that like people think that that space is available to, I mean, mm-hmm. unless we as, and I mean the older generations and like my generation, myself being in a position of leadership, 
I'm the one in the power to invite. So at the yes. point that you are in the in the privilege, you're in the yes. power. It's your job to create the invitation for those people because they have no idea most of the time that they are welcome in that space unless the person in power says every single time like hey you're invited here you have a space here this is your space like you get to like take this and do what you want with it and it's okay to just do your thing um because yeah when I was younger and I was getting on worship teams and stuff like that I didn't have anybody you know like intentionally inviting me in I very Mm. timidly Mm. um went and did it because I knew I was supposed to like I knew God was calling me but man I wish that I had had adults who had said Bailey like we see this passion in you, we see you, and we want you to do it. Here's a microphone for you. Mm -hmm. Here's the space for you. Do you want to lead a song? Like, do Mm -hmm. you want to do this? Because if you're afraid to do it, like, we know you're supposed to do it, but if you're afraid to do it, we want to support you and we want to encourage you. I wish Mm -hmm. I had had that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now that I'm in this position, I, I love when I hear that younger kids are like, you know, watching worship team and, you know, they come mm. early in the morning and they're like sitting and staring at me and I'm thinking to myself, oh, like I don't sound very good right now. I suck <laughs> right now. It doesn't matter. But that those kids are looking at it like that's yeah. an adult on a stage and ah. it's so cool. And, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Well, we've been kind of dancing around this topic of discipleship. So, and I know Ben, you kind of mentioned, I, I got to ask Ben, I'm like, you know what? I want to have you on. I want you to talk about whatever you're excited to talk about and yeah, yeah, and you said yeah. discipleship and yeah. and we've kind of heard that term before it's kind of like a christiany term that we hear a lot it's mm-hmm. I, I would say it's not exclusive to only church world mm-hmm. at all um but tell me tell me a little bit about what is discipleship what does it mean and and why is it so important that's a great question i'm yes, actually ben. honestly <laughs> i'm still figuring that out for myself i mean honestly but yeah here's the thing is um I the bottom line is is I am I have an obsession for growth. Like mm. I like this stuff keeps me up at night. I think the worst thing in my existence that could happen is is, is after I die, if I'm standing before God, you know, and he says, mm. "Man, you made it. Come on into heaven." I'll be like, "Lord, show me who who on earth did you create me to be?" Yeah. And if he shows me who I was supposed to be in, and I don't recognize that person. I mean, that's mm-hmm. I'm, that tears me. I am, yeah. I am. Yeah. I know you know, God hasn't given a spirit of fear, but I'm scared of seeing some sure. like. I want I want the Lord to be like this is who I created to be, and I'm looking at essentially a mirror. I'm like yes, yeah. I yeah. I, I have complete like I'm I've I can go into heaven and be like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this isn't yeah. theological, but I'd be like, I could go into heaven and just know that I that I did it, man. I I lived yeah. the life that I was supposed to, because because if I'm not growing, if I'm not growing in 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 my finances, mm. then I'm not giving like I'm supposed to, mm. you know. Mm. Um, if I'm not if I'm not growing in in the more that I grow, the more that I can give. Yeah, you know. Um, mm-hmm. and I just don't. I I'd hate I'd hate for God to just show me. Um, show me who I was supposed to be, and I and then I look at myself and see how much time I just wasted mindlessly yeah. going through Facebook or, or um, the opportunities that I didn't take advantage of. So, um, discipleship. I think <clears throat> I, I look at I look at sports and I look at business and I say, man, they 
are doing something incredibly like that I, I think the church can really take a page from mm. um, because you've got you've got students who will graduate high school and then they'll they'll flock to these coaches and they're like you know and they'll get they'll get scholarships and I, mm-hmm. I mean recruiting is a big thing mm-hmm. and then the coaches are teaching them in their sport like this is this is how we fundamentally do this is yeah. how you get better um, and then business like people people uh, they'll they'll work for for a business internship getting paid nothing yeah. and then they'll go they'll clock off and then they'll have to you know find other work to get and they're dedicated to their business internship like yeah. because they are learning the ropes like how do I how how do I do how do I um, thrive in in the business world and I'm looking at them I'm going like what if what if like we there was a system where or, or or it was just the cultural norm where where after people graduated from high school or whatever mm-hmm. like there were they they uprooted their life to be closer to someone who's spiritually coaching them like yeah. this is how you grow closer to god you know yeah. this yeah. is how you 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 I, I want you to to be um good with your time good with your resources good with your money so that you can you can give and be like be yeah. like you know so that when when you are in heaven and and God shows you who He created you to be, you you're not looking at a stranger. You're looking mm-hmm. at yourself. So you know. Um, so, anyways, I I just um Jesus um. You know, he, he got these these twelve disciples, and I just I kind of wonder like how many of them we we have record of of him saying, "Hey, hey Peter, I'll teach you how to fish for men." You know. Mm. Um, fish for people and and we've got record of that but I wonder like how many people did he go up to and he said come follow me and they're like uh yeah (laughs) Yeah, I wonder actually we have some record let me bury my my father first yeah Um, you know I I think so I kind of feel like if people are timid about be being a disciple because they don't understand the word I, mm-hmm. i'm totally fine with just fine i'll, I'll use the word mentor sure coach you know mm-hmm. um but this isn't a game of basketball this is your life yeah uh first timothy um i think chapter three um which was the passage that i, I spoke on so I it's fresh in my mind um <laughs> it says uh it says um paul says athleticism training for for the gold is 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 good mm-hmm. but training in in spiritual things is is better because that stuff is going to last past mm. your lifetime mm. yeah know? so um so i all that to say is i'm i'm trying to figure out what discipleship is with mm-hmm. with everyone else mm. but um but i think that we can take a page from from the coaches and from yeah. mentors and internships absolutely and just say what does it look like to to like yeah. You know, walk this thing out. Yeah. Um, I will tell you is um I was really intentional, uh three students, um, youth students that I just felt like what I'm what I'm preaching on um a youth group, they're past that. Mm-hmm. And actually on, on Sunday morning, like it's it's really not a secret. We we preach to a certain level. But there's a lot of people in the church that are past that. And sure. I think that's oh, yeah. where discipleship comes in. Yeah. Like, man, you're ready for something yeah. 
stronger than what I, because I'm just, I'm preaching, assuming that maybe people are in here for the first time or, mm. or maybe they, you know, but let's go deeper. And so I took mm. three students. I said, what, you know, what can we do to help you to grow? Um, and, uh, cause you're not, you're not getting this growth. You're getting community. Mm-hmm. Youth group, but yeah. you're not you're not getting yeah the growth that I want to see, and so um, I was a little uh, experimental, and um, we actually started meeting through uh, what's the Zoom, um, which is an online kind of like a Skype. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, because the thing is, is if I didn't want them to have to come to the church another night, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of sure. them are like more than thirty minutes away from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. Um, so we met online. Mm-hmm. Um, now something else that I'm that I'm playing with is uh, I actually created like a YouTube channel where, um, and it's it's not even public. It's it's private videos. And I, and if I see someone that I feel like could um, benefit from from discipleship that I feels like is ready, mm-hmm. but they don't seem like they're growing, mm-hmm. um, then I'll ask them to go through this. And, and they just, I just send them the, the video and it's uh, me going through, um, you know, the, the I am's is one of mm-hmm. them. And, um, and then we, and then we talk on the phone for like 10 to 15 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, um, every two to three weeks, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm challenging them like, no, I, we're actually going to memorize scripture together. Like, yeah. like we're going to, um, and, and we're going to build these habits, mm-hmm. these spiritual practices. Mm-hmm. And, and so yeah. Um, so I'm trying to figure it out too. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like discipling, discipleship, all that is maybe something that's kind of been a lost art within mm-hmm. the church. Maybe just mm-hmm. in our generation. I'm not sure generations mm-hmm. past. I think it probably was a little bit more prevalent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also sounds like it's something that's just in order to grow, like you were saying, it's just not really optional. It's yeah. not, it's not, no, it's not optional. Um, and the thing is, is I'm actually discipled by multiple people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that I did it is, uh, so being a, a youth pastor for the, um, youth kids pastor for the Assemblies of God, there's, uh, my, I guess my boss, not, not my pastor, but there's a guy at the district that mm-hmm. is kind of like mm-hmm. over all the youth and kids pastors at mm-hmm. the, um, district, uh, AG of Oregon office. Mm-hmm. And I emailed him and I said, I said, give me your top five youth pastors in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Give me a list of your top five. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sent back a list with phone numbers. Mm-hmm. And um, I reached out to, to all five of them. I think every single one of them uh, uh, didn't answer their phone. <laughs> um, I think after a couple, I just started texting. I'm yeah. <laughs> Uh, millennials only answer to people they know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, some of these guys were older too. Hmm. Only one of them responded. Really? I mean, out of the five of them, there's only one that even got back to me. Yeah. And um, and so now him and I, we we talk every two three months, mm-hmm. and um, and he's he's discipling me on what does it look like to be a youth pastor because next time somebody reaches out and says. Um, hey, who's who's the top five youth youth pastors in the state? Mm-hmm. I want to be on that list. Right, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, um, and I don't say that in a. I hope that doesn't come off prideful. No, but I'm just I'm just saying like, I, I'm a I. 
am again like so obsessive with growth that I want to be I want to be like I want to grow into that top five mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah I think that's good I mean a growth mindset is something we talk with our kids at school a lot about yes. is growth mindset I think it's something that we as adults really should be continuing to do yes. in adulthood it's not like when we're 18 years old that we stop growing yeah. and I actually have a very similar like vision in my head of what what I imagine getting to God like in heaven um, and mine slightly different but I'd say pretty thematic here mm. is that I feel like God is gonna ask me like what did you do with my son mm. and I just like unhindered don't want to have wasted time I that is my biggest fear in life is wasted time that I didn't I didn't share as much as I could share or that I let fear stop me from doing what I was called to do or Mm -hmm. um, I just got distracted and that just wasted time that I could have been using valuably. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I tell the girls in the house a lot, you know, I I didn't do anything that was like necessarily outright quote unquote bad or like didn't fall away from Christ or whatever when I was in college, but I wasted a ton of time, a ton of time on just really dumb things um and nothing that like I think was immediately had consequences like I wasn't strung out on drugs or anything but I think I I wonder sometimes I'm like am I gonna what am I gonna pay for later that I just wasted my time on um and so I think that that time thing I have that Mm -hmm. same vision and um I wonder like I remember going through college and thinking God, I just wish I had a mentor. I just wish I had a mentor. Like, all this stuff. God, just bring me a mentor. And I just, like, no one, <laughs> no one came knocking on my door. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that's a misconception that we have, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I think we do value mentoring. But we aren't always willing to put our skin in the game to go find it. Oh, and yeah. And so, like, I just, years and years and years went by. I just, it's like, I just... I just wish I had a mentor. If I had had a mentor, this would have not turned out this way and whatever. Um, and the other thought in my brain was, um, because I don't have a mentor, I have no ability to mentor other people. Mm-hmm. Even though we naturally do it, whether we ask for it or not. Yeah, yeah. we do. Oh. And, um, and so it wasn't until, I, I remember we were at, at Twyla's funeral and Victoria Abuse and I, now Williams, were standing there where we were just like, like, wow, Lila's so cool. We just want to be best friends with her. And I was like, she's so cool. And I just I just went over to her and I said, we just want to be best friends with you. Huh. Yeah. And and that started a relationship. Like, I had known Lila for a long time, but I hadn't really known her. Mm. Um, and then Vicky ended up moving away and getting married, and so I had her all to myself. But, <laughs> but we would meet, like, just the three of us, too. And there's also that, like... Mentoring in community too Absolutely. is is a okay. Um, but Ben, what are some other things that you think hinder us from entering that space of discipling others or allowing ourselves to be discipled from yeah. other people? Yeah. So okay. There's a sign in our house. I absolutely hate it. Um, <laughs> it's in the it's in the downstairs bathroom of my house, and it says um, That's a good it says as soon as you open the door, it's right there in your face. It says. Um, it says God does not uh, call the qualified; He mm. qualifies the call. And and listen, I I get I get what they're saying, kind of, but it bothers me because of this. It's like, um, okay, the moment that you become a Christian, you are called. Yes. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I don't know what you're called to. 
but you're called to something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't like when people kind of like wait to figure it out. Mm. I think, I think as soon as you become a Christian, um, you know, what can you get your hands into? Yeah. And how can you start serving right away and be, become a part of the, the church body? But I know I know a lot of people who, I mean, they've been Christians for some of them all their life. And they're just waiting to be qualified. Mm. That's not the way that it works, no. man. Um, you got to get your hands dirty. And you got to, like, get, I, I, of course, the Holy Spirit yes. um, empowers us. But uh, you also have to have to um, get in there and, and sometimes figure it out what what mm-hmm. it looks like, you know. Mm-hmm. And again, like um, I'm learning how to how to preach, and I'm and I'm 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 getting better at that as as time goes on. But uh, imagine if I never had the opportunity to preach, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, I just I would suck at it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> sure. um, because. I would be there and I would be yelling at inappropriate times because I'm I'm good at raising my voice, you know, and and but 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 uh again the leadership has allowed me just to 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 you know step into this role but um of, of preaching. But uh yeah, I just what can you get involved in? You know, mm-hmm. what what is it that let's not just, I think people just wait till they're professionals to get into the field. Mm. Let's allow the field to teach us. Yeah, you know? that's really good. I feel like, too, we have to have, like, vision for seeing gifts in people, you know. And so this is what I'm constantly doing. <laughs> it sometimes feels a little weird, but I just, I don't care. I just do it anyways. Um, Bailey has fallen privy to this many a time. But mm-hmm. where I just see, like, I'm like, they just are made to do this. So I'm going to just, like push them on (laughs) or I just like you know uh, Bailey worship team there she goes um I'm like you know I just she wasn't even going to our church yet I was like she's gonna be our worship leader but you just catch this vision for people um and of course like you want to be in tune with the Holy Spirit and whatnot and not just like shove people into places that they're just not called for but at the same time like what I'm hearing from you too is that you have to just get over the fear of failure because you're just gonna fail. Uh, I, I would even. I, I yes, I love that. Um, I would even say like embrace failure and yeah. fail forward. Yes. Because we're gonna mess up. I, I have, I have dropped the ball. I have said the word idiot in front of the congregation to praise, <laughs> and I got, I got, I was um, informed that hey, you know, some people don't appreciate that. <laughs> So yeah, I failed there, you know, yep. and that's, that was a small failure mm-hmm. and I failed in, in, in big ways. Um, there's, there's been, um, I don't think it's happened too much at, at adults, but, um, preaching to the, to the kids group, um, and sometimes the youth, there's messages where I was like, that, that did not land, mm, you know, yeah. that was a complete failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times it's, it's because I did not come in prepared Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, um, I sometimes will lean on like my spiritual giftedness or, or natural ability, mm-hmm. um, too much and not prepare for it, you know? Yeah. Um, but again, it's just, it's when we do fail, let's just learn from, from the failure That's and be okay good. with failing. We're all going to mess up. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah, That's totally. Okay. Yeah, totally. And I think we often 
the things that we usually think of when we fail is like something big, public, whatnot. But I think the things that we really need to learn from is our failures in relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? I, I didn't follow through on that. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sorry. And how big apologizing is, like that makes all the difference, especially if you're mentoring like kids yeah. and and teens. Yeah. That means so much how many times I've had to apologize to an eight-year-old and I just have to lay so much pride down for it but (laughs) 